hard as ever, I can tell you that. <laughs> Putting our hands on passes and balls. and Receivers, uh, they couldn't catch a cold if it was the middle of February. Well, I don't get a day break, they ain't cold. Ain't no good! He missed, it. He, missed it. it! he missed it! Drop it on my feet next time. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 117 of the Soda City Sit Down. We've got a shorter uh, crew today because <clears throat> we got Austin and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so. Oh funny. man, I was ready for like a. I was ready with my skeleton crew joke. Nah, I'm not even gonna bother. You take the cake. <laughs> skeleton crew joke because it's Halloween time, yeah. am I right? Yep. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> for the people that have no idea the joke austin is what five four five five, five. thank you <laughs> put some respect on it please <laughs> so i had to get that old jab in there first but <clears throat> so anyways uh how, how are y'all doing pretty good i uh adopted a cat this weekend uh he's pretty cool had to do something to recover from the emotional trauma of the tennessee game uh, but, uh, how are you, Austin? Uh, I'm good. I can definitely tell. Like I said, it was a bye week. Uh, the group chat was awfully quiet. Everybody was kind of doing their own thing. Not much football was discussed, even though there were some decent games uh, this Saturday. But, yeah, it, it definitely, it was definitely a bye week. It just felt empty without South Carolina playing. Although the stress level was, like, very minimal, so that was nice. Well, that less stress helpful. is always good. But, hey, you know, we could have had it worse. We could have been Miami. And blown the worst, the worst blown game I think I've ever seen, where all you had to do is kneel it out, and, and then you run the ball and fumble it away. I think, yeah, I think what's surprising is that no one's gotten fired yet. Like, it was hundred percent a like, fireable, like, like immediately fireable. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Truly, I'm shocked. So you know, it, it could always get worse. Is basically what I'm saying. So, I mean, we can go ahead and talk about it. You know, the the L versus Tennessee, you know, two weeks ago, 41 to 20. You know, there's a lot of negativity that, I, that I'm seeing around South Carolina football right now. And, you know, it, it's going to be weird coming from me because I'm usually the, the Debbie Downer about the team because everybody else in here pretty much is a sunshine pumper. But I, I'm just getting, I'm seeing a lot of negativity. Sure. We're two and three, but all three of our losses are to top twenty teams. Like we have the number one strength of schedule in the country right now. We've played those three top twenty teams, and looking forward, the schedule just looks easier. There's only one ranked team left on the schedule for for currently ranked teams. That's number twenty four Kentucky. Everything going down the stretch is winnable. So I'm just going to go ahead and start off with that. I agree. I agree. I think in our preseason preview, this kind of five-game gauntlet, uh, we would have said coming out, if we're 3-2, and two, we're in pretty good shape. If we're 2-3, and three, I, it's okay, but it's it's still fine. Not if ideal. If we're 1-4, that's all. Yeah, if it's 1-4, we're awful, but that would have been, that, that would have been awful. So I think... Losing to Tennessee, they're a good team. We were at their place. There are good things to take away from the game. There are some not good things to take away from the game. But I think at this point in the season, 
all of our games are still winnable, like Clayton said. I think certain games like the A&M game and the Clemson game before the season, we would have thought would have been much tougher. Um, but both of those programs look like uh, garbage fires, which is glorious to see. <laughs> so I agree. I think we've got a considerably easier road ahead. And at the end of the year, we might look back and go, wow, Tennessee, UNC, and Georgia are all top 12 teams. And we played them all within a five-week span. So I think I think lots to look forward to this year. So, so a couple of things real quick. First of all, I was really confused the other week because I thought the Super Bowl was in February, <laughs> and apparently now I'm learning that the Super Bowl is in October. Uh, so it was very, very – excuse me, I guess the, the last week of September. So I was very confused about all that. Um, but I'm happy that Tennessee did win the Super Bowl. I'm really happy for them. Uh, hoist Lombardi, parade around the streets, you know, enjoy your, enjoy your they, Super Bowl. Uh, they take I'm out really the goalposts was... again? Or... <laughs> no, their goalposts were still standing. <laughs> I can't I tell you the number of Tennessee, Tennessee fans that I have seen that are extremely butthurt about that comment. Like, I'm talking, like, actually upset like wow. it is Which, i mean it's on them they're literally treating it like we like almost like we're alabama like we've just like perused them the last couple of years like they've never had a shot and then like i know they're salty that we ended their playoff hopes last year but my god they were acting like this was like the this was the biggest game on the calendar for them like no joke and i think clayton you said it because obviously you live there you've like seen the people how they're treating this game how much they hate south carolina and this meant everything to them um i you know i i, th- I mean they came out there and played like it i mean they definitely had this this date circled but yeah i mean they are very much triggered by that statement but realistically when you act like that when you act like this was like the biggest game on your schedule like this has just been a you know historic rivalry the last couple weeks that's what you're gonna the last couple years is what you're gonna get yeah Um, i think that you know they're trying to downplay it and i'm just like so you're saying you're you're not mad that we scored 63 on you and beat you and ended your playoff hopes last year because (laughs) your whole team was acting like that so maybe you're the one downplaying it because hypo was definitely giving Beamer and and South Carolina a whole lot of respect in the pregame. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. They they definitely are downplaying I think the importance of that game to them. We were kind of like the the sour taste in their mouth, the mm-hmm. spoiled meal that they had ending their playoff hopes. They this this game was circled. I'm telling you right now, this game was circled. There was a dart through it with Beamer's face. Um, you know, they they had this game circled and they, they i mean they came and acted like it it was at neyland um you know kudos to them i guess we 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 honestly the team looked like the week one game against north carolina our offensive line got battered and bruised they got destroyed um i think uh that uh Loggins picked the absolute worst game to have his worst game for of the sure year on um absolutely his worst his worst performance as a south carolina oc up to that point i would given him probably a b plus uh a for his first year and then that was like a c game uh, maybe a d um the constant just throwing behind the line of scrimmage it just seemed like i don't know i don't know if he wasn't watching the right film or if he watched film from last year or what but he just did not call a good game rather couldn't get anything going the pressure was constantly there like i said it felt very much like the north carolina game but rather was having to get out of the pocket make plays which normally he can do but you can only do so much when you're constantly berated constantly barraged by these defensive guys tennessee's got some athletes um so yeah it just it felt like i was watching the north carolina game. Uh, yeah i mean to me the biggest issue with the uh, loggins is the throwing well short of the line to gain on third and fourth down and i i get you know you want to let your receivers make plays sometimes 
But when there's a defender right on top of them, there's just no chance. Like the there's just been some some questionable play calling on very important downs. But it it yeah, like if it's like like third and seven, throwing a two yard out route or whatever to Doty, like, uh, yeah, like that's not gonna happen. It's not gonna it's not gonna work. It's just not. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was gonna be my maybe not my biggest gripe, maybe number two. Um, biggest gripe's got to be the O line play. That it seems like the younger guys that came in, their youth really showed in this game. Um, and granted, we did go to Georgia, and I thought they held up well. Night SEC games in big time stadiums are just different. I think I think it is the most difficult sporting atmosphere in the like no matter what like it's worse than NFL games it's worse than NBA games SEC night games are just a different animal um, and I thought they were kind of rattled most of the game and I thought this was probably Rattler's worst game in a Gamecock uniform um, mm. there were a couple good things his touchdown run was really cool yeah, I, he had some I pretty, pretty bad games last year definitely his worst yeah, game of early the year but he, but yeah, he, it's definitely he started off the not, not good. Worst game in a while. Worst game in yes. a while, we'll say that. Um, I thought he looked really rattled in the pocket. He never seemed like he could find his quick uh, hot route, as they call it, his quick dump-off route. He was just happy feet all the time. So lots of bad things on the offensive end. Lots of not great things on the defensive end. So a, a game I'll hopefully soon forget. Well, and I think the problem was too. I, we first we forced two turnovers off Milton, but I don't, did we even do anything with those? Did we even score off those two interceptions? I generally don't. Uh, I think we did um, the first one. We did. Yeah. Because the I felt like this, the the few plays our defense made, I feel like we didn't take enough opportunities and advantages of the the situations they gave us, um, which you know we needed all the help we could get because our offense just. Well, I think the the game was pretty in hand up until Rattler's pick six. And yeah, that is that is definitely when the game turned, and then immediately come that was right before halftime, pretty much. And then coming out, they came out and scored another touchdown to start the third quarter, and then it was thirty-one ten, and the game was felt pretty much over at that point. It was, yeah, it was over. Yeah, and I think the other, not to just be like, oh, we're so bad. The other bad thing I thought that was very noticeable. Uh, was our DB play. We just seemed to be 10 yards off the line of scrimmage every single play, especially early on. And I I worry this was a big overcorrection because of the Mississippi State game, where they hit a lot of these deep shots with their fast guy. And we're like, oh, we're not giving that up. And there were multiple times for Tennessee, they have that wide, wide formations. They put the receivers all the way out. And they'd have two receivers almost to the sideline, basically. And we'd have one corner there, and the slot corner would be 10 yards behind the line. And Milton, for as much as we meme him, he does have a very strong arm. He just rockets that right out to the slot guy, and they'd get 11 yards every time. And I thought that just killed our defense, uh, especially early on. So hopefully we can find some sort of middle ground with that going forward. Let's talk um, about some positives, because you know, yeah, we hit on a lot, lot of negative things. Mario Anderson. RB1, a nice 70. I can't remember the last time we had a, a, a 75 yard rushing touchdown like that. Like it, It's been a few years, it feels like. And, oh, yeah. And Kevin Harris, maybe? Yeah, Kevin Harris, uh, especially in that Ole Miss game. That, oh. Uh, so, uh, that 2020, 
you know, it it's it's been a little bit, and you know, I I guess they're saying that he wasn't really playing as much because he didn't know the playbook as well, and you know, some stuff like that in the beginning. But at this point, clear first running back, Joiner should be playing very Minimal sparsely, pretty much just for pass protection. I don't. Sorry, I want to see him you. like max five touches in a game. Yeah. Max. Yeah, he had two carries. You know what's wild? What's good. wild is he only had ten. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say he only had ten carries. Uh, yeah. Anderson only had ten carries, which is insane. Like, and the fact that he averaged ten yards a rush, give him the ball more, damn it. I think one thing with him was if you take out his seventy-five yard touchdown run, he's got like nine carries for like twenty-six yards, which isn't that good. But every single play, it seems like he breaks two tackles because he's so elusive and he's so he's just popping around all over the place. No one can get a, a good hand on him. Um, I'm pumped. I uh, I'm excited to see what he does the rest of the season now that he's the clear RB one, uh, and hopefully we can get him get him the ball a little bit more. You guys got any got any other positives? Uh, I'll throw Trey Knox at seven. Okay, that's, that's what I was about to go with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't have anything else. <laughs> no, it's good to see him involved in the passing game. I think he's really good. Um, he does have the dropsies some, but it's fine. You know, you're not perfect during college, so it's good to see him. Uh, but yeah, you got anything positive, Austin, or is all? I'll doom. Uh, no, Mario, Mario Anderson was honestly my big positive. So uh, not upset that you took that. Like, I mean, that's you pretty much nailed exactly what I was going to say. We have our clear RB1, which is good. I'm just hoping that – I mean, I know they did, but as a fan, right, I'm hoping that the coaching staff saw this and realized, oh, this guy can break tackles. He's got breakaway speed. I have yet to see any play even remotely close to that by Dak yet. So um, – I'm just hoping that they they maintain this 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 momentum that he's got going now, especially that we had this bye week. Maybe they were able to look at some more film and kind of realize that you know this guy this guy's a playmaker. He he can make some moves for us, which a good run game will help Rattler uh, Rattler's pass game. So yeah, my big takeaway is we've got our RB one, which is huge. So you know, ending on a positive note for for Tennessee, even though there wasn't a whole lot of them, uh, you know, like you said, going through the bye week. Leading up into, uh, I guess, our second SEC home game against Florida. Florida's had a uh, interesting year. They're not that good, but they also beat Tennessee, which is... Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's just weird. It was in the Swamp. Like, historically, yeah, they just beat them there. That's They're, like, undefeated against them in the Swamp. But still, it just doesn't really make much sense. But, you know, it, this is a huge game. Hopefully, you know, we're coming off fresh and, and well-rested off of this bye week. Hopefully, this is giving time for play really young players, like you know, a couple of wide receivers that are extremely fast. <clears throat> Hopefully, they can learn the playbook a little bit better, and the coaches will follow up on their word to play them more. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> cough, cough. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And also uh, help our really young offensive linemen have more time to see a little bit more, experience a little bit more, hopefully get a little bit more first-team first reps and be a little bit more prepared to come out better against a Florida team that's not as good as the Tennessee team that we just played a couple weeks ago. You know, we're coming out as two-point favorites, and 
What do you guys think? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Um, you got it, buddy. I'll be honest. I'm surprised we're favored in this game. Uh, we're 2-3, and three, and they're 4-2. and two. Um, so I thought it was a little odd that we were favored, but you know what? I'll take it. Uh, spoiler alert. I will be picking us to win this game. <laughs> I I said after the first week or two I was like Florida is might be worse than Vanderbilt. That was my take. And then they went and they beat Tennessee and I was like, "All right, I don't know what to think anymore." The last 2 years, we went down there and we got killed last year. People forget that because that was right before the Tennessee and Clemson games. That was an awful loss. They completely destroyed us. And then the year before that, we had the uh, Jason Brown emergence game where we killed them. So I have no idea what to make of this game. I don't really have any sort of a pulse. It's a complete coin flip. Um, but yeah, what do y'all think? Because I'm, I'm at a loss for words for this one. Yeah, it's interesting you said that because I was going to bring that up, how the tale of two different years, how two years ago, blowout uh, for our end, and then last year was a blowout for them. I think this game kind of goes more towards the middle. Um, I see it being very close. I think a two-point spread is kind of right on where I imagine this game going. I don't see a lot of scoring. Um, I am surprised about the two-point spread as well. However, Florida is also winless on the road, just like us. So I think they're putting that into consideration consideration right now uh just looking at the not only are they winless they've only played one road game like we've gotten screwed by our schedule like our start of the schedule away games like it's been ridiculous but anyways go ahead no you're good yeah so that's an important thing to note um so we're not playing in the swamp which is good um but just looking at the like the major offensive statistical categories here for total yardage um, we're pretty much dead even. We're 75th. They're 71st. For points, we're 84th. They're 82nd. And third down conversion percentage, we're 130th and they're 141st. So our offenses have kind of been pretty similar. Now they blow us out of the water when it comes to rushing yardage, which kind of makes sense because our run game hasn't gotten going and our passing game has been a lot stronger than theirs. Um, like I said, I, I kind of see this game being a perfect middle line where I think every stat um, is going to kind of match and it's just going to be a battle of turnovers. Who commits more turnovers? turnovers uh that's going to decide the winner of this game i do like us being at home the home environment is going to be great i hate playing at the swamp um i just i don't know what to expect from florida one week they look semi-decent and then they just have a horrible horrible loss like clayton said i don't know how they beat tennessee again they were at home they just statistically beat them at home i just don't know what i'm going to get from this tennessee team ever um i do like that we're coming off a bye week florida kind of had a bye week they played vandy they beat them up pretty good um but I'm hoping that the coaching kind of looked at the running game that we had with Mario Anderson, that we're getting some of these playmakers involved, everyone's a little bit healthier. Um, maybe see a little bit different play calling you know, with this bye week that we had. Uh, you know, maybe because I don't want to say this is a must win yet. Um, it's, it's close. This is kind of one that – it's close. Yeah, it's close. It's, it's very close. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you look at the stats for, for our team, uh, I saw something that was like offensive – and defense efficiency i think offensive efficiency we are uh 13th or 14th and then in defensive efficiency we are 14th in the sec but also we've played the hardest schedule so it's like uh but uh, but florida who's played a considerably easier schedule they were like in the 10 ish rank for both offense and defense uh efficiency and I think that is pretty indicative because 
you know, it's not like they've played a, I mean, they've played a relatively hard schedule. They've played a ranked Utah and they've played a ranked Tennessee. So, you know, similar, they've played a harder schedule than like, say, Kentucky. But, you know, they've, it's a really hard team to read. Week one, they came out and they looked like they didn't have a head coach. They just looked completely not coordinated, didn't know what they were doing. We're getting scored on with too many men on the field, kind of like we were week one. And it was just really hard to read them. I tend to believe that the win against Tennessee was more of a fluke. I think that we can go out there and with the home field advantage, I think playing at home and in particular for us, not playing on the road because for whatever reason, we just cannot perform on the road. And so I think the home field advantage gives us uh, is, is a really big deal in this game. So I think we do deserve to be favored. And I, I think that we will cover. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, my only... My one, oh, go ahead, Josh. Sorry, fam. Um, yeah, I agree with what you said, Clayton. Um, the road versus home split with this team is maddening. I don't... Like, I know you're going to be better at home, but it's... it's, a, it's it is a, a true It's night too day. big of a difference. It's it's actually crazy. Um, I'm going through this Tennessee-Florida game stats, and it's like an even game stat-wise. Florida still won by 13. So that makes me think... And it looks like uh, Tennessee had a bunch of penalties and stuff. So that gives, you know, validity to your uh, statement that it's kind of fluke-ish of a, of a game. And I, I hope that's the case because uh, try, try to win this game, not trying to lose another one. Um, but, yeah, Austin, what would you have? One thing I wanted to highlight, too, is, we I mean, obviously we beat Mississippi State, but they were kind of bottom of the barrel of the SEC for offensive categories, and they were still able to work pretty well against our, our defense there. Um, offensively, I wouldn't say Florida is necessarily, like, much better, uh, but Mississippi State did show that, you know, we can definitely we can get scored on, and I think every team's kind of shown that. Um, so I'd like for our defense to be a little bit more shut down, a little bit more aggressive, uh, less less um, buffer coverage that Josh was mentioning that we had against Tennessee, and really try and get in these wide receivers' faces. I'd like to see us really be physical here. I guess a team that we kind of have some bad blood with too. You know, Tennessee obviously we hate for a variety of reasons, but you know, let's say the last two games with Florida have been ex- very two extremes both ways. So I would just like to see us attack, and again, I think this game is going to come down to just who has less turnover winner will have less turnovers so you guys want to get into our uh, score predictions hell yeah let's do it yeah let's do it you want to kick us off josh all righty um florida at sc two-point favorites i think i'm gonna go with a nice and cheeky 31 to 20 Pretty reasonable, pretty standard. Uh, have I been a little out of control with my score predictions this year? Possibly. Yes. Uh, I've predicted us to win every single game. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the hardest strength of schedule in the country. <laughs> but that being said, I think this is a nice, happy medium. We get a little early lead, a little bit like the Mississippi State game. We kind of just control the game. We move it all along, and we go home with a W. That's what I would love. 
So, like I said, I don't anticipate this game being a blowout in either direction. I think it's going to be very close. We finally get a close game with Florida. Um, spread is two. Give me three. Uh, I want to say 27-24 Carolina. Ooh. Yeah. Nail-biter. I mean, I could see this game going either way. I could see it being a nail-biter come, coming down to a last-second field goal, like Austin's saying. I could also see either team winning by, like, 30 based off of the past couple of years' performances. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, nothing would surprise me in this game. Are you an analytics guy, Clayton? Analytics? Is that what the analytics say? Analytics say, say uh, South Carolina wins 34-10. to 10. Oh, man. And he calls us sunshine. <laughs> hey, if we, if we hold them to 10, I'll... I'll take it. I'll be surprised. Yeah, I'll, and I'm I'll just making it. this because the... The games the past few years have made no sense, so I just yeah <laughs> you know I I just I just have a feeling that Clayton White masterpiece inbound masterclass hey inbound. I did go six and zero in my picks last week so that's true that is true. I that's all I'm saying and so our our SEC picks you know Josh and I tied for the lead. 27 and 21. You know, Austin tied, is in third place, you know, right behind the two of us at 25 and 23. <clears throat> tied with Devin. You know, everybody in here, we we're know good. ball. Yeah, we know ball. That's right. <laughs> That's why we're the last three left, because we know ball. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> Stay tuned after this podcast for our betting analysis. Really yeah, I mean, as money. long as Tyler is not there for betting analysis, then then we're pretty good. <laughs> because Ty, or I guess Matt is twenty one and twenty seven. Tyler down at the bottom at eighteen and thirty. Oof. <laughs> we got to make him do something. Like this is getting so bad. If he finishes under what, like. 30%. Yeah. yeah they, we'll, we'll just tag it on to his fantasy so football punch. Yeah, we'll tag it on to his fantasy <laughs> punch that he still hasn't done. Oh, golly. So, uh, you know, we're all picking South Carolina here for for our game. But what about Georgia at Vanderbilt? Georgia is a 31.5 point favorite. Jo- Josh, what do you think? Alrighty. Uh, I'm going with the Bulldogs. This one. Vandy is a special type of terrible this year, and they're normally bad, but they're they're worse than average, which is impressive. Georgia's Georgia. They look to get back on track last week against Kentucky. This is what I was worried about. I don't think this is the same Georgia team, but I thought if they can just get through the early part of their schedule, they'll get back into that rhythm with this new group of guys, and I think they've done that, and I think... This, this could be like a 70-bomb game for Georgia. So I'm going Georgia this one. Dang, that's a lot. Um, I think they do score a lot. Uh, Florida just beat Fandy by 24. Um, so this the spread here is saying that Georgia's only a touchdown more favorite. Uh, I think it's a little disrespectful to Georgia. I think they're more than a touchdown better than Florida. Um, all that to say, Georgia covers this pretty easily. I don't think there's going to be any worry about this game at all. Okay. Hear me out. Everything is telling me to pick Georgia here. But that's why I'm picking Vanderbilt. Oh, no. Because. <laughs> is this your lock of the week? <laughs> this is my counter pick from everybody else because 
it doesn't Superdome. it doesn't Superdome. make any sense why I'm picking Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt looks horrible. Like just they look like they could be the worst like a bottom 5 FBS team. And Georgia, you know, they're ranked number 1. They don't look that good. But it just feels like a game that they're just it's it's a trap game almost where they're going to be so disrespectful about it that 31 and a half that's a lot of points i don't know anyways florida beat them by 24 I, yeah what's your point you like know. you never know yeah, you're right you're right what do i know that's why i'm saying that's why I'm <laughs> exactly in the rankings. you're right you know uh so our next game arkansas traveling to alabama alabama is a 19 and a half point favorite josh what do you think i've got bam in this one um Along the same line of my Georgia, uh, Spick, Spiel, I just combined Spick and Steel. Um, <laughs> anyways, I think Bam is kind of rolling out. I think Saban's got him working how he wants him. Couple, couple, you know, trips early on. But I think Arkansas is a good team. But I, they're just not good enough. You know, this, the, the same thing would be happening to us if we had to play in the West. It's just like, oh, we played LSU. Oh, we played Ole Miss. Oh, now Bama comes to town. Like, really? So I, I think Bama's got this one, and I have them covering. This is a weird one for me. I mean, obviously Bama's at home, and they look like they've kind of woken up. Uh, they they looked pretty good against uh, Texas A&M last week. Um, I, I, I haven't watched a single Arkansas game. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I, 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 I know nothing about Arkansas. Um, other than they have KJ Jefferson, I have watched zero Arkansas games. Um, I know the fan base is kind of in a fury right now because they're not doing good, and there's talks about firing Sam Pittman and all that stuff. Uh, Arkansas has weirdly kept it close, I feel like, in every game, but they've lost them all. Like They lost to BYU. They lost to LSU. You know, all these teams, but they've kept it kind of close. 19 and a half is a lot, but Bama is at home and they look like they, they woke up uh, against Texas A&M, who I think is a better team than Arkansas. So I'll take Bama at home at, with 19 and a half. Not confident, but I'm <laughs> not I'm confident anyway. Alabama. I, I kind of agree with you in a not confident Alabama. And it, I, I think that Alabama is starting to figure it out a little bit more, but, but Arkansas is just a lot worse than I thought they were going to be this year. KJ Jefferson's having a really disappointing season from what I expected. I thought that he was honestly going to be like a top two or three quarterback in the SEC, and he's just had a, a disappointing season so far. Uh, I think being at home also matters, even though I guess it's kind of debatable how good of a home field advantage Alabama has, especially in the second half since all their fans leave. And, you know, they're spoiled Alabama fans, so since they're like not as good this year, maybe they won't show up. I don't know. Anyways, all that being said, I'm still going to pick Alabama. And I, I think this next match might be the most interesting match of the, the week. Uh, maybe the last one we'll have. But but Texas A&M traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Josh? This, this almost seems like a trap line. Like, a A&M's bad, right? They're... They're, they can't be good. Are they? Jimbo Fisher is still their head coach, correct? <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Until they're the the oil money pay gets the know. buyout. 
I will uh, continuously bet against Jimbo Fisher at AM and I will keep making money every week. Um, so going Tennessee at this one, I don't think Tennessee's that good. Um, especially, like, I don't think Milton's that good. But they're starting to take the ball out of his hands more, uh, which I really like. And that Tennessee defensive line is, is good. It's legit. They kicked our ass last week. So going Tennessee at this one. Yeah, this three and a half basically is a home line for me. I think if this game was at AM in College Station, it's three and a half the other way. This is basically Vegas saying that. Um, uh, oh, wait, actually, TAMU's favorite. Holy crap, my bad. Uh, no, Tennessee's favorite, 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 right? Am I just reading this wrong? Tennessee's favorite. Okay, okay, wow, sorry, read this wrong. Anyway, yeah, okay, so like I was saying, this is a home line. Again, you reverse it. If this was in College Station, it's three and a half the other way. This is basically Vegas just saying Tennessee has the advantage because they're at home, which makes sense. Um, Nealon, again, tough place to play. We were just there. Um, I don't think Wegman being out has really – Wegman, whatever his name is, being out has hurt A&M that much. Like, I don't think he beats Bama. Um, Johnson's been okay. Uh, he's been solid. Uh, not great, but solid enough to where, like, he's kind of kept pace. This one is really tough, to be honest with you. Uh, this could end up being a really good game or a blowout. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's going to be a good game. I, I just don't know what to think of A&M. They're so wishy-washy and, like, I just like Tennessee and Neyland. i got to go Tennessee. Just like every college football game, it could be close or it could be a blowout. So <laughs> I like to think this. Yeah, no, but I like to think this one would be closer than I'd like to think this one would be close. Uh, I do think this game will be close. Like I said, I think this might be the best game of the weekend. Uh, that that being said, I lean more towards Tennessee just because it's at home. You know, A and M's starting quarterback, like Austin said, is out. People were really hyping him up, like he was the best performing quarterback in the SEC. I don't know if I was, you know, that high on him. But definitely, it is always a loss to lose your starting quarterback. So, I'm going to pick Tennessee, but not confidently. Uh, so, then, uh, we got a, an SEC West game where Auburn is going to travel to LSU, where LSU is an 11-point favorite. You know, LSU coming off of a very weird game versus Missouri. Uh what do you think, Josh? Indeed. Um, I've got LSU in this one. So LSU just beat Missouri 49-39. to 10-point victory. I think Missouri is considerably better than Auburn. And yet, LSU is only favored by 11 against Auburn. It is uh, at LSU, if I, uh, unless I'm... It is at LSU. No, yeah, it is at LSU. The line is only 11. Auburn looks like they are at the very beginning of their Hugh Freeze rebuild. They're just lacking talent. They're just not that good. In LSU, everyone's dogging them because they lost two games. They lost two close games. I still think, I still think they have a ton of talent on their team. Uh, so I'm going LSU uh, by a lot in this one. So when I first looked at this, I thought it was going to be a difficult pick because, like, ooh, two SEC West teams kind of in a rebuild, two new coaches. Granted, Kelly's got that. How is LSU in a um, rebuild? They went to the SEC championship game last year. 
Because there, it's new. Co- really, it's a new coaching staff with a transfer quarterback still bringing in his recruits now. I know, um, but he went to he, the he's SEC. He's only been there two years. Hey, it's not a hey. rebuild if yeah, you go and to they got boat hey. race. And they got boat raced. And they got boat raced, right? So uh, Yeah, so everybody got boat so raced by Georgia last year. So Okay, well, that's what I mean. They're in a rebuild. They're bringing, they're bringing in Kelly's recruits, getting it the way that he wants, right? It's a rebuild for that specific, right? But they just bring in five stars all the time. Anyway, what I was trying to get at, this game is easy. This isn't hard to pick at all. It's LSU all the way. One, it's at Death Valley. Two, they're a defense away from, I think, being national championship contenders. Jane Daniels looks really, 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 really good. Um, minor things he can improve upon, but their defense is just atrocious. Um, if they had even like a resemblance of a competent defense, they would probably be the West favorites by far. Um, Auburn, I don't know how they kept it close with Georgia. I think it's just because they were in Auburn for that game. LSU looks really good. So uh, I got LSU by more than 11. Yeah, I've also got LSU. It's a night game in Death Valley. So oh, my God. It, everything is just kind of lining up to not go Auburn's way. That being said, LSU's defense is really bad. It is so bad. it is definitely possible that Auburn scores enough points to cover just because – they might score on almost all of their possessions, but I still think LSU will end up winning and covering. So our final game, which is another very interesting game, this time on the East side, potentially a match to decide who gets second in the East. Missouri at Kentucky. Kentucky's a two and a half point favorites. Both of these teams are, uh, ranked or on the cusp of being ranked so you know missouri losing last week to drop out of the top 25 kentucky staying there at at 24 josh what do you think all righty i this is a good game this is a good game um it's a night game oh it's a night game too oh love these sec night games um this is unless we kind of turn the ship around a little bit I think this is probably for second place in the SEC East this year. Um, both these teams look pretty... They're not good, but they're decent. I've written down Missouri in our little document. I'm on the fly switching to Kentucky. I'm going with the home team, especially in these night games. I think that home field advantage is insane. And I think this game's a toss-up, and because of that, I'm going with the home team. They just got bow raced by Georgia. But the weeks before that, they had some good wins. Everyone gets killed by Georgia. It's fine. They're going to bounce back. They're going to beat Missouri. Let's go, Kentucky. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I, do, I am tracking that obviously Kentucky is at home here. Again, switch the lines. If this was in Columbia, I think the line is switched two and a half the other way. Um, they both played really good teams. Uh, Kentucky, they both got beat pretty bad. Really, Missouri, the score looks worse because I, I think they had a pick six there at the very end of the game. Uh, but they kept it close. Um, granted, they were at home, um, and I think Georgia's a little bit better than LSU, but Missouri's offense is very competent. I know LSU's defense is bad. Um, Missouri looks legit. I think Kentucky got exposed. They they finally played a good team and just did not hold up to par. They got ex- Again, they got exposed. Uh, Missouri didn't get so much exposed. It was a really, really good game. Uh, actually, they released at halftime they, they looked like they were going to dominate LSU most of that game uh, I like what I see from Missouri's offense it's very potent uh, their quarterback's really good and I think kind of underrated right now um, give me Missouri also I'm not sure how they both lost and Kentucky was still ranked um, anyway it doesn't matter but I just thought that was weird so last week 
before Kentucky played Georgia, their strength of schedule was like a hundred and something. Like they have played a bunch of shitters and we're like, <laughs> Oh, we're five and oh, like we're a good team. It's like, yeah, well probably ten or plus SEC teams would also have been five and oh. Actually, let me make it like thirteen teams would probably be five and oh with the schedule that they had played going up to that point. And because the only SEC team they had played was Vanderbilt, and then they played a bunch of nobodies other than that. So they, had, they beat Florida. They beat Florida. Oh, so only twelve. Okay, excuse SEC me, teams. twelve SEC teams. So I act like the SEC's been a powerhouse. Yeah. So I think Kentucky is overrated. I don't think they're that good. I'm still picking Kentucky to cover though, because. What? Although Missouri has had a couple impressive wins against ranked teams, I still don't buy into the Missouri hype either. So oh I think that it, the home field advantage will be enough for Kentucky to cover the two and a half point spread and Kentucky will win. All right. Well, I guess oh, we'll man. we'll see how it all plays out, but it's... Uh, <laughs> Not a whole lot of SEC games this week, I guess, in no, quantity, because because they're, they're all ones, they're like all SEC versus SEC games, and that that uh, makes it a lot more interesting. Uh, well, you guys got any any last words you want to say? Uh, I hope we don't lose. Um, if we lose to Tennessee and then Florida back to back, I. I mean, who am I kidding? I'm not going to do anything different. I'm <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this my whole life. So, uh, go Cox, baby. Woo! Hey, Josh. I mean, you could always jump ship to Akron. Oh, hey, I mean, hey. Got a pretty good football program over there. <laughs> uh, the, uh, <laughs> um, my zips let me down when they got uh, crushed by Kentucky. So, we're, we're not on speaking terms right now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't really have much to add. Just... We, uh, again, this isn't a must-win, but it's it's a game that we, we we need. Don't want to be too far into the hole. I know we've been a second half of the season team. Um, and one thing I want to reiterate: I know that the losses that we have are all in the top twenty-five teams. But if you want to be considered a contender and legitimate, you've got to win those games. So I get it, but at the same time, I think that's a horrible excuse. There's no reason that we shouldn't be contending with these guys. Um, but you know, Florida's kind of right on par with us in a lot of ways. So uh, we should not get blown out at all. If we do, that's really indicative of, of the staff and, and, and something I don't really want to have to consider going forward. So let's just, uh, pull this one out on Saturday. All right. Well, hopefully we'll not be coming back depressed. I already can't watch the NFL, so hopefully I can keep watching college football. We gotta win for Clayton's sake. For my mental health. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go Cox. Bye everybody. When do I press stop?